0: Welcome to this edition of The Edge on 2xzone.com. I am joined by independent wrestling star, founder of the IWF Wrestling School in West Patterson, New Jersey, Kevin Knight. Kevin, thanks so much for taking the time.
1: Thank you for having me, Jason.
0: You've got a big show coming up for the IWF. It's a one night only, all for charity. So talk about the show a little bit. What prompted you to put this together? Well, I was at a fundraising
1: kickoff party for the American Cancer Society's Relay for Life charity. And I was invited by uh, the mayor of our town, Mauro Tucci in Nutley, New Jersey. And some of the people on the fundraising committee I graduated high school with, so they asked me to come down to the meeting and see uh, what the IWF and myself could do to help raise money for their charity, as well as create awareness for the big Annual walkathon that they do in May in Nutley each year. So, a good way to raise money for uh, the Relay for Life as well as raise awareness for the American Cancer Society would be to put on a big wrestling show. Back where it all started for the IWF uh, in Nutley, New Jersey, where we originally began back in March. Of 1998, so
0: here we are, uh, 14 years later, uh, where it all started. So who do you have planned for the card? Well, we have uh, a double-name event. We have WWE
1: Hall of Famer, Tito Santana. He'll be taking on former IWF American champion, the outlaw Shane O'Brien in a good old-fashioned Texas bull rope match. We have uh, one half of the legendary tag team, The Rockers. Marty Gennetti will be there uh, in a one-on-one match against self-made Travis Blake. Uh, I will be defending the IWF uh, Heavyweight Championship against uh, the fifth element, Roman Zachary, who's actually a former three-time IWF champion. And he was also the man back in December 1999 who was the first student at IWF Wrestling School. So uh, we also have uh, the tag team titles, the American title, the junior title will be on the line as well. So stacks up to be a uh, pretty good card uh, with some great
0: WWE legends as well. So in the in IWF, I mean, it sounds like you've got a nice mix of some homegrown talent. You've got some of the names. Now, I know the IWF, as you said, it's been around for a while. So you've had some big-name WWE guys doing things like hosting clinics and stuff, right?
1: Yeah, over the years uh, at IWF Wrestling School, we've had Tito Santana, Dr. Tom Pritchard, who's uh, the developmental coach for WWE at uh, Florida Championship Wrestling in Tampa. We've had Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, John Bradshaw Layfield, Cowboy Bob Orton, Ken Shamrock, uh, Young Stallion Jim Powers, uh, The Hockey Talk Man. They've hosted uh, clinics and seminars for the students and graduates at the wrestling school, and they also uh, have competed on our live events, and it's the only way for younger wrestlers and -and up-and-coming talent to learn how to uh, improve their skills is by learning by people who, who have made it Uh, in the
0: WWE or you know in the wrestling world gentlemen that were stars and legends you know there's no handbook or
1: textbook to learn how to be a professional wrestler this business is pretty much handed down from from generation to generation so we tried to bring in those stars and legends to help teach our students
0: best way to do it, it sounds like to me so IWF been around as you said over a decade it's not really an operation anymore, is that right? This is just a one-night-only show?
1: Yeah, we, uh, we had the IWF wrestling school for, for 12 years in, uh, in northern New Jersey. In our 12 years, we trained just about 500 students, 30 of which have received tryouts for the WWE, five of which were signed. Uh, we recently just had uh, Travis Blake and absolutely Edwin uh, we're at the Raw and SmackDown in the Northeast in uh, Philadelphia for Raw and uh, the Prudential Center in Newark for SmackDown uh, back in March, uh, receiving tryouts. You know, it was, it was time. Uh, I, I no longer wanted to wrestle uh, anymore. You know, my days were done, and I, I really didn't want to, uh, want to continue it. And uh, we ended on a positive note with uh, real deal Flex Freeman former IWF heavyweight and American champion. He got signed by the WWE uh, this past fall. He's now known as Dante Dash down in Tampa at FCW. So, you know, that was it. And, and on a high note, having uh, five, five people signed by WWE as well as one by uh, Impact Wrestling, uh, Robbie E. You know, yep. there was really, really nothing more to do. I mean, I pretty much accomplished everything I wanted to do. And then uh, this opportunity came up to do the big show in Nutley, so uh, why not get the band and the best wrestlers that the IWF uh, has ever seen. And again, pretty much on our show, we only use our our homegrown talent, the guys that uh, graduated from the wrestling school. So that's what we have uh, on this event on April 28th is the best from the IWS in our history, as well as uh, a couple legends in uh, Tito Santana and Marty Genetic.
0: Sounds like it's definitely shaping up to be a great show. You know, once they make it big, they get their shot, whether it's a dark match or whatnot. I know you had a couple guys on NXT, I believe, right? Yeah, we've had uh, Darren Young, who was known as Bone
1: Crusher, uh Fred Samson in the WWE, and then uh, also recently, in addition to Flex Freeman, Uh, who's now Dante Dash, we had uh, Fadi, the Arabian Bull, former IWF champion. He was signed uh, by the
0: WWE and was down in Tampa for a while back in uh, 2010. So when those guys get their break, is there any kind of ritual that that the school would kind of go through to kind of commemorate them getting that shot?
1: Yeah, we had a a farewell ceremony for them uh, at their last appearance with the IWF before they... Packed up their belongings and moved down to Tampa, Florida for bigger and better things. And the WWE was always nice enough to allow those guys, after they were signed, to continue to train with us and continue to wrestle on the IWF Live events while they were, you know, making their, their moving arrangements to, to move to Tampa. So at their last event with us, Body uh, the Bull which was in 2010, and then Flex Freeman, which was in uh, October 2011. We had all their family and friends attend the live event and uh, sent them off uh, uh, as big as we could to give them a a nice evening and thank them for all they did uh, for the Federation.
0: I'm sure the neighborhood's definitely going to miss out. It's it's always a lot of fun to be able to go out and watch some good wrestling on a Saturday night or Saturday during the day with the kids and whatnot. I mean,
1: also... Times have changed where I mean, Fadi the bull was six foot five, 245 pounds. Real deal flex Freeman, you know, pretty much the same six foot five, 265 pounds. Those guys of that size these days are going to MMA right. training schools, that's what they want to pursue. Uh, so the crop to choose from at, at wrestling schools now is very thin. Where the guys that quote unquote look the part, they're going to MMA. They want to be in the UFC. They don't want to be in the WWE anymore. So it, it's a different ball game. I mean, as much as the WWE likes to say that the UFC and mixed martial arts is in competition, it is. Because the wrestling schools now, you don't have the big guys anymore. You know, they're 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 training with their eyes on, you know, maybe being signed by uh, by Dana White in the UFC. So, you know, it, it's a whole different ballgame. game. The the selection to choose from is a lot
0: thinner. I'm kind of glad that you brought up MMA, and perhaps you saw it on on Raw recently with the return of Brock Lesnar. Do you? Kind of see that as, hey, maybe, you know, wrestling is acknowledging the ultimate fighting world and maybe we can sort of have another WWE, WCW type uh, vendetta going on again? I don't know. I think those days are over. I think,
1: um, evidenced by the fact of what the ratings were for Raw and SmackDown on the week leading up to WrestleMania, now in the 2000s UFC and mixed martial arts has replaced wrestling as far as you know guys want to see guys fight and fights
0: nowadays it's it's UFC that that's guys want to see the wrestling business obviously underwent change over the past decade as you pointed out as as a result of MMA and the UFC and the like so how have you seen it change um, as a booker when you're putting a card together and you know you have to get your guys that are your cruiserweights, your mid-sized guys, your main event larger draws. How have you seen things change over time?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you basically have a lot of the, the smaller guys, like you said, the cruiserweights and, and the junior heavyweights, which is great, but you need the bigger guys. I mean, when you go to the circus, you want to see the elephants, and the lions and the tigers. You can see cats and dogs all day long. You know, look around in your own living room or, or look outside <laughs> people or walk in their dogs and cats or go to the park. You see dogs and cats all day long. You know, if you saw an elephant or a lion or a tiger walking down the street, your head would turn. Be What the heck is that? Well, wrestling kind of needs the same thing. I mean, wrestling has always been a circus. You need a mix. You need guys of all of all shapes and sizes, where to me I think it's great, you know, this character that that Brodus Clay is doing. It's different. He's a bigger guy. And the same with uh, A-Train, who is now back in the WWE. It's great. He's different. He has a different look. He has a different size. You know, to me, wrestling is not about guys going out there with eight-pack abs because wrestling is not a sit-up contest. You know, wrestling is, you know, who can who can out-wrestle or who could beat up the other guy and get the three-count and get their hand raised, you know? Right. You need to have guys with a different look, different shapes, different sizes, so there's variety. And in a lot of independent wrestling, you know, there isn't really anybody in the ring that's over six feet or over 200 pounds, you know? It can't look like kids out there playing in the ring. I mean, a lot of independent wrestling just looks like backyard wrestling. It needs to look like professional wrestling, which is,
0: you know, unfortunately, bigger guys. And that's, I guess that's the key, you know, to making a, a successful indie show. You got to make sure you have your, your breakout of your smaller guys, your larger guys, your draws versus your high flyers and that type of thing. Um, yeah, it just can't, it just can't be. Uh, a bunch of, you know,
1: 20-year-olds that are jumping off the ceiling doing flips because, you know, if I want to see flips, I'll go and watch a gymnastic competition. I don't need to go to see professional wrestling to see flips, you know, like you go to a tumbling school or, or you know, watch the uh, uh, acrobatic fitness performance, you know, professional wrestling. You know, what it gets down to it, you just want to see, you know, two guys in a feud fight. I mean, nobody cares about, you know, in the grand scheme of things, mainstream wrestling audience, people don't want to see two guys go in the ring and exchange holds. You know, if they did, why isn't collegiate or, or you know, high school wrestling on Monday nights at 9 o'clock? It's not. Nobody wants to see two guys sit on the mat and exchange holds for, for 40 minutes. People want to see two guys larger than life, Going at it, you know, punches,
0: kicks, more arms, you know, so
1: covering, fun. as Dusty Rhodes would say. <laughs> you know, I think, I think that's what sells. I mean, UFC, when the guys are laying on the mat and they're working on bar for fifteen minutes, it's boring. Nobody cheers in the sports bar, but in UFC, when guys are you know punching and kicking each other's teeth out, uh, teeth out. That's what gets the, the reaction from the audience. So it always comes down to the mainstream audience wanting to see a fight. And again, that that's just
0: my opinion. And that's a fair point. Very fair point. Uh, Kevin, let's talk a little bit about you. So you were a former sports broadcaster, is that right? Sports updates, I did news updates, and I also
1: did uh, play-by-play announcing on radio and TV for... Pretty much uh, every sport imaginable in college, and then uh, after college, working at you know some small local radio stations, I did it uh, the
0: sports broadcasting and PJing uh, there as well. And how'd you actually get your start in the wrestling business? It was uh, while working um, at a radio station
1: when uh, the local independent wrestling shows would come to town. You know, our uh, radio station would co-promote the local wrestling shows and interview the wrestlers over the air and give out free tickets to the listeners. And in return, they'd have me come down as the local sports guy from the radio station to get in the ring and be a special guest ring announcer and hype up the crowd before the card would start. And being that I was uh, six foot five, I was about, you know, five or six inches taller than pretty much every other wrestler on the show. And they said, "Wow, did you ever think about giving this a shot?" And that was uh, sixteen years ago back in nineteen ninety six and here we are in two thousand and twelve, getting ready for uh, for one more
0: match on uh, april twenty eighth in uh, Nutley with the i w f so it's the it's the culmination of Kevin Knight's career, would you say? Yes, <laughs> yes it is <laughs> So're gonna on go last off. time I, I couldn't turn. Uh,
1: the mayor of my town down, who's a great guy, as well as uh, my friends that are on the fundraising committee for Relay for Life, and uh, it's a great charity and a great cause, and uh, all the net proceeds, you know, are going to go right to the charity, you know, with, with the ticket sales and all the money that's raised, they'll pay for the budget to put on the show, which we kept uh, as small as humanly possible. This way we maximize the the profits that will be donated to the charity.
0: Excellent. So, Kev, before we wrap up, is there anything that uh, you want to throw out there? Maybe let the fans know how they can buy tickets?
1: Sure. You can get tickets online on the IWF website. It's campiwf.com and then uh, on our Facebook and on our Twitter as well, it's Wrestling IWF. So you could find us uh, there as well. And it'll have all the information on how to get tickets to come out and see the Independent Wrestling Federation April the 28th in Nutley, uh, which is in northern New Jersey, right off of uh, Route 3 and Route 21 and
0: the Garden State Parkway. So it's very easy to uh, come out and see us. Excellent. And here at 2 com, we are absolutely advocates of the independent wrestling scene. So We wish you the best with the show. And and just again, to reiterate, just so everybody uh, hears it one more time, you can get your tickets at IWF's website. That's campiwf.com for the one-night-only charity event. And it's at the Parks and Recreation Building in Nutley, New Jersey. Family-friendly show, Saturday night, April 28th, and bell time is at 745. Um, Just like Kevin said, all the proceeds go to the American Cancer Society, and you'll see superstars like... Tito Santana, Marty Jannetty, Jim Powers, and of course, Kevin Knight. Sounds good, Jason. Thanks for having me on the show, and uh, keep up the good work with the website. Hey, Kevin, want to thank you very much, and best of luck with the show, and all the best. Thanks, Jason. You too.